Hello and welcome to the Yours Truly podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode six. I am Claire Tuning, your host, the one woman show that is Yours Truly Nutrition, where we don't focus on macros, we don't focus on diets, we really focus on nutrition from a gentle perspective. So today I have a really, really cool opportunity. This is actually the first time in my little podcast life, all six episodes of me, that I have had a guest on the show. And this guest um, is someone who holds a very, very special place in my heart. Um, Her name is Lucy, and I'll kind of let her do her self-justice on introducing herself, but I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on Lucy and I. So um, Lucy and I went to college together, uh, JMU, go Dukes. Um, We both studied nutrition and dietetics. And We actually lived together our senior year, um, so we have a lot of stories and a lot of knowledge of each other to tell, um, but it's interesting that we ended up kind of in this same career path because we are really, really like soul sisters. Like We are on the same page when it comes to how we view food and nutrition and kind of the the trajectory that we want to take our career. So um, without further ado, I'll let Lucy introduce herself. Hi, Claire. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah. Um, and I loved kind of taking a trip back into <laughs> how we met. Um, but yeah, I am a health, wellness, and confidence coach, and I'm also studying to be a registered dietitian right now. But basically, I like to lead people to personal freedom through a healthy lifestyle, radical self-love, and the approach of adventure and fun and bringing that into your everyday life. Wow, that's like the best elevator speech I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I've been working on it for a year, honestly. So that's awesome. And yeah, I, I guess I should tell everyone. So um, Lucy and I kind of obviously have the same ideas when it comes to health and nutrition, but she actually has about a year up on me. So Lucy started her um, health coaching, her wellness coaching, a year ago. Correct, Lucy? Did you just celebrate a year? Yeah, I did. Yeah, a year in July. A year in July. So she has about a year up on me when it comes to the actual business side of things. But um, something that I really, really love about your approach, and maybe you can talk a little bit more about it, is you know you kind of came to health coaching first, and you really focus on exactly what you said at the beginning. You said um, self-confidence, and you said one other thing that's slipping my mind. So maybe um, give a little bit of your story or your take on why something like self-confidence or self-love, body love is so important when we talk about true health and wellness? Yeah, so I kind of was brought up in a health-centered family, and um, I remember like right at the end of high school, I started learning a lot about nutrition, and I kind of like, I don't know, like dove really deep into just nutrition, and I was always really into health, but it wasn't until... um, you know, I started health coaching and I wanted to health coach because I really wanted to help other people. And then I also kind of in the back of my mind wanted to figure out how to be the skinniest I could be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's like, I don't know, part of me wonders if like a lot of people get into nutrition for that reason or have some other interest. And I found that I kind of took it too far and I never had a full out eating disorder or anything, but I obsessed constantly over food and was really anxious about it all the time. And I realized um, that I 
I was really covering things up. I realized that it was a really good excuse to worry about things and something other than what was really important. So like Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do with my life, why I didn't love my own personality or um, why I wasn't actually confident. And so instead of worrying about my overall health and well-being, I should just focus in on food. And for a while, that really worked. But then I inadvertently healed my relationship with myself through my health coach training. And so I started following um, health at every size leaders and um, a lot of body positivity accounts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize that the reflection of that you see in the mirror, like how you see yourself and how you see your body is truly just a reflection of how you see yourself underneath it all. And when that finally clicked for me, I realized that I just had to step into some confidence and some self-love and all of my body image issues just like melted away. And I started eating normally again. I kind of had this like, um, you know, like, roller coaster with emotional eating because I was so obsessive over it. And so as soon as I realized I just needed to focus on making my own self happy on a soul level, I like all my health problems with food and all the things that I thought were going on in my head and how I wasn't seen up or whatever, it just like melted away. And I was just like, wow, I'm here and I'm happy. Right. <laughs> and it was so, it was so simple. Like it took a lot of work, but it was really simple. Right. I always joke, like it's simple. Like when you tell this story, we're like, Oh, like, wow. Like she, like she healed it. Like she's got it. But in reality, like something that seems so simple really is not. And it took a lot of work on your part. And there's a couple like really powerful things that you touched on there that I kind of want to like go back and unpack in a way. Um, the first thing that you said that really stood out to me, um, and this is something that I deal with a lot with my clients. And I'm sure you do as well when it comes to, um, a form of nutrition that is nourishing and that is more intuitive is a lot of the times the things that we are taught about nutrition, this kind of goes back to one of the first things that you said, but the things we are taught, you know, um, this food is good, like this food is healthy. Um, it's good knowledge to have. And I like to say that as knowledge that can be really helpful in informing our food choices. But I think for a lot of people, um, the idea of nutrition or being quote unquote healthy can actually end up being a really controlling um, manner. Does that make sense? So kind of what is your opinion on, like, do you see that a lot or how maybe people can start to fix that? Absolutely. Yeah, I see that a lot because it is really easy to look at nutrition guidelines and especially with so many people um, promoting, you know, good nutrition, which in itself is pretty great, but it's easy to get this picture of perfect eating in your head. And so I found, especially in myself, was that, um, you know, if you're not hitting that perfect thing, that, like, one diet, you know, that works for everybody, which is not true. I don't believe that. But, you know, it's painted as this perfect thing. It's really easy to, um, you know, fall short or think that you fall short in that way. And the thing is, like, there's, like, billions of different ways to eat that work for every single person because every single person is different. And I know that's something that you talked about too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like sure. everybody has a body, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's the beauty, the beauty of, you know, diversity and having different, um, you know, different personalities and people, but it's easy to get caught up in that one diet is the best diet. And it's really not true. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree that 
every, like literally, like you said, when the, the emphasis that you put the word on is something I always say, like every body is different um, and everybody is unique. And that's why one size fits all nutrition programs or like those meal plans that you're like, oh my God, 10 bucks. And they'll tell me what to eat. Like it doesn't work because it's really putting a bandaid on the issue and it's not really um, solving all of that. So another thing that you said that really stood out to me um, was your health coaching. So you kind of started to, to heal yourself when you really got into your health coaching. And something that I find interesting is, um, something else that you touched on, like maybe not knowing if a lot of people come to the field of nutrition because they have some sort of like tangled relationship with food. Um, and no matter what brought you here, like, you know, we're glad that we are all here now because you, um, as well as myself, like have this understanding where we can really try to be a positive voice to food. Um, but what kind of led you to that health coaching? Like what kind of made you, um, seek that out as something that you wanted to take your career path towards? Well, I remember, so this was about when I was 18 years old. So it's kind of a time where you go, what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) And, um, so I knew that I loved food and I really wanted to make food a priority, but just like you, um, I had this background of, you know, yoga and a healthy mindset. And so I stumbled upon this health coaching program at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I loved all of the concepts that they talked about because they talked about wellness. And that's like a whole different approach to health, I think, because, um, in, or just a, a different frame to take it because it talked a lot about um, primary and secondary food, which was a revolutionary idea for me where like the food that you actually put in your body and you chew and you eat, that's your secondary food. But there's things in your life that fuel you on a much deeper level that this program and this um, institute calls your primary food. So that's like your, your, um, your relationships, your career, your exercise and your spirituality. And that was mind-blowing for me because I realized that like there are things that are so much more important than food and so when you can connect to those things on a deeper level you're going to be so healthy and happy in your life that food literally will become secondary to you and you'll get joy and excitement out of it but it's not going to be everything and that's something that I loved about health coaching. Yeah, I think that's something that is super powerful to understand and kind of like you're talking, like it takes a while to get to that place where food is secondary. Like, yeah, you still enjoy food, but it's not the only source of your wellness. But I think it's so important um, that we all get there at some point because we can't like live our lives being controlled by our food decisions or um, kind of equating our health to what we look like or, you know, the, the nutrient density of our food. It really does have to be bigger. It's, you know, how the food makes us feel, how the food allows us to sleep better or relate to people on a better level. It's all these things, but something kind of with the primary and the secondary food, I've never heard anyone say it that way. Um, so you kind of like blew my mind when you said that, um, something that I relate it to in like my wording, um, is what I call nourishment. So I talk about this with my clients and also there's like someone with a weed eater outside, which is just like really bad timing. So 
Sorry if there's background noise. Um, but something I talk about with my clients a lot is nourishment. And it's really along the same lines of this primary and secondary food because when we talk about what nourishes you, of course, food nourishes you on a physical level and it allows you to have energy um, and, you know, perform athletically and just wake up and slay the day. But um, there are so many other things that go into a true sense of nourishment. And when I think of this, I think of, you know, um, your confidence, like your relationship with yourself, your relationship with other people, your relationship with um, everything that is kind of like woo-woo in a way, like your spirituality, your meditative practice, all of these things that, yeah, it's really not just the food itself that um, equates to wellness. So I think that's really, really powerful. You kind of cut out there a little bit. What did you say? I love that you um, talk about this also, you know, nourishment and that you talk about, you know, like putting your life first and putting, you know, loving your life first and then gentle nutrition. I think it's something that's so important because it really does fuel you on such a soul level. But do you find that working with clients, it's kind of hard to teach that concept because it's not really widely spread. Like most people think food first and then you're going to be happy and healthy you know, do you find that it's kind of hard to talk to people about that? For sure. In a way, like part of me always says, you know, whether we realize it or not, I think part of the human experience or part of being human is searching for something a little bit bigger than ourselves. So I think everyone really wants a life transformation or a shift in their life is what I call it. Um, But I don't think... A lot of people realize that um, having a better relationship with food can really be kind of a gateway to that. Um, And that's something that I talk about. And yeah, you know, it is sometimes hard to convey um, to maybe like people on social media or clients, and I'm sure you can resonate with this too, it's because it's not really the message that's out there mainstream in the media. Yeah, the, the message that is out there is like, <laughs> fix your food, um, then you'll have this beautiful body or this perfect body, and then you'll be happy, right? Whereas we know, like you and I know, and everyone else who's listening who's maybe like, yes, like they know <laughs> that you really have to, you have to backwire it, right? Like, I don't know much about like electricity or being an electrician, but you really have to start from you first. Um, and then it's an outward movement because when you truly start to have this better relationship with yourself, um, and know what it's like to feel good and feel confident in your own body, um, then it makes choosing the quote unquote healthier foods easier, right? Um, it makes having that piece of cake. Okay. Because you know that it is fueling you. So, um, yeah, for sure. Sometimes I find that hard to convey. What about yourself? Yeah, I think it's, like, such a revolutionary idea and, like, a different way of thinking that it's it's kind of hard for people to wrap their minds around at first. But I love that you talk about, you know, um, feeling good. And I think when it all, bo- like it all boils down to self-care, and that's what I love to talk about, but it's, like, on such a deep level where it's, like, you care about yourself and you love yourself so much that you want to feel good in your life. So sometimes like you're going to choose cake. And like, I think that's also a misconception about intuitive eating is people like, if I can eat whatever all the time, I'm just going to eat like cake right. and cookies <laughs> and like all the fries, like all the time. And if 
I don't, I've kind of experienced that before and I don't feel good when I do that, right, <laughs> you know, right. and if I care about myself, I'm also going to feed myself the things that I know make me feel good, which is like salad <laughs> and greens and, you know, like my mom's, my mom's cooking oh, or whatever her. it is, you know? <laughs> And so, like, when you come from that place of self-care, like, of course you're going to be, um, like, the food is just going to come easy because you kind of take all those, like, negative emotions and all that baggage out of it. And you're like, what's going to, like, you have to ask yourself and turn your, turn into yourself and say, what's going to make me feel good? And you just have to also be, like, open <laughs> to what that answer is going to be. And sometimes it's cake and sometimes it's not, you know? And sometimes it's movement and sometimes it's talk- talking to your best friend on the phone for a couple hours, you know? So I think it's it's so interesting, all of the different types of nourishment that are out there. Yeah, it, it truly is amazing, and I would kind of agree with you. I, w- I mean, I don't know if it's, like, yeah, it's, like, kind of revolutionary in a way. I mean, obviously, there's nothing new under the sun. My dad always says we're always just seeing things in different terms, but I feel like this True. way of thinking has really gotten kind of, like, pushed under the surface, quite literally, like, um, I always say kind of, you know, our intuitive sense of self and sense of food and this need to take care of ourselves, like we are born with it. Um, but you know, the things that diets shout at us or the things that like this Fitzbo culture shouts at us really kind of just suppresses that, um, innate need and that innate self care that we have. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, something about, uh, this reminded me of a story one time that you told me, uh, kind of a minute ago when you said, sometimes m- maybe all you need to do is like call a friend and you know, you might be where I'm going with this because I don't know if you remember sharing this story with me, but you did. I think it, I don't know when it was, maybe about a year ago, but, um, you were, and I'm sorry if I butcher the story, but it was something along the lines of like, um, you were really craving or something sweet or like you were having a down day and you know, you were being self-aware enough to notice that was what's going on about you. But then, um, you had a thought, you're like, you know, like I'm going to call my mom and, um, you called your mom and you and your mom have a great relationship. Side note, the call family, Lucy's <laughs> last name is call like her sister. She has a bunch of sisters and they like sing in harmony and like, they make these beautiful cookies, uh, and they live in this beautiful, I don't know. It's just, I love your family so much, but her mom <laughs> makes these wonderful cookies, right? And she was having a craving for her mom's cookies, but then in reality, like, you just wanted to talk to your mom, right? And kind of talking to your mm-hmm. mom scratched that itch. Do I remember correctly? Yeah, that was exactly it. <laughs> that was exactly it. I'm, I'm happy you remember that story. But yeah. it's true. It was like, I love that because that's when I first clicked that thing of, like, primary foods where, like, and my mom, like, would make cookies for us to show love. And, like, when I wanted my mom's love, all I had to do was reach out to her. I didn't need a cookie when I was, like, at school far away. And she couldn't, like, I couldn't just go to her house and she could make me cookies. Right. And I think that also speaks to the fact, one thing that I always say is, like, food is more than fuel. Like, food is fuel. Uh, of course it is. It gives us energy. But also food, you know, we associate so many positive and sometimes negative emotions with food, too. But um, that's such a, like, a special and sweet, quite literally story that um, <laughs> when you were craving your mom's cookies, like, all that you really needed um, was to talk to her. And I think that is super awesome. A really great example of that primary and secondary food for sure. Yeah. Um, well, thanks to thanks all the sweet words. Too. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. LOL puns. Yeah. Lucy out of anyone, like anyone who lives with me for a year, um, knows pretty darn well the severity of my, my punness. <laughs> like, um, this is a total aside here. We'll get back on track in a second, but the house that we lived, how many of us were there, Lucy? Were there? There was, 
there was six of us at one point, and then there was five of us. Right. One um, one of our friends graduated, and then there were and then there were five. Um, but we would <laughs> literally like have pun wars with each other. Like someone would get a pun out of somewhere and just like throw it out into open space, and like everyone else would just like hear it and like come out of their rooms and just be like <laughs> shooting puns at each other. So that's the background that we come from. <laughs> But, that was um, an amazing time too. I like my pun game grew so much when I lived with you and, and everybody in that house. It was it was crazy. My family actually comments on it now. I'm so good at puns, but it's literally because I lived with you for a year. <laughs> it's really just like a matter of training your brain. Like that's all you have to do. It's not you know you don't read books. You just practice. You practice, practice, practice. <laughs> but um, kind of going back to something else that you said because this. Um, you have a guide to self-care. Am I correct in saying that? Mm-hmm. You have, yes, yeah. Yeah, you have like a free guide on your website. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on my website for sure. So, <laughs> it's for free. That's what I love to tell people because I think it's the first step in changing your health is taking the approach of self-care. Yeah, and that's the awesome thing about the, the day and age that we live in. Like anyone who has something great to share with the world always gives some of it away for free. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about like, maybe someone is in their car right now, or maybe they're in a place where they like, don't have, uh, the interwebs to pull up your site and download that guide. But, um, if someone is looking to kind of revolutionize their self-care, maybe, um, it's someone who's like sitting here listening, saying, you know, I don't take care of myself and I know that that is the root of a lot of my issues. What are a couple, um, action items that they can take and immediately just start to try to implement in order to have a greater sense of self-care in their life? Yeah. So I love that. Um, the first thing that I would say, even before you can like read my guide is give yourself permission to take care of yourself. Like a lot of times I work with people who are super compassionate and super driven, like very high achievers. And a lot of times I find that that um, combination means that people don't want to take time for themselves, for themselves, even though they really need it, like especially those people. So giving yourself permission to take care of yourself is like the first step. But some action items, and this is the thing that I love about this guide, is that, like, I want you to do it every single day, and it can be anything that takes, like, 30 seconds to, like, however long you want it to take for Mm self-care. But some action items are literally just slowing down and breathing and meditating, which, if that's too hard for some people, other things could be, you know, like, taking a second to just appreciate your lunch today, you know, like walk outside and eat your lunch instead of staying inside or, um, dressing yourself really nice in a way that makes you feel confident because literally when you feel like you're wearing something awesome, you feel awesome. And that just affects your entire day, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's like so many tiny things that we can do for ourselves that impact you on a large scale throughout your day and actually give you energy to do the things that you want. Yeah, I love that. So there's a couple things. Yeah, I love that, like, tiny steps for big change. Because I think a misconception that this um, self-care word or this term gets is a lot of people, sometimes when we think of self-care, we think of, like, oh, my gosh, like, going out with my gals for, like, Manny Petty Day, like, hashtag self-care. Or, like, um, I'm going on this, like, excursion to a country and I'm going to, like, sit in silence for 10 days and fast, like, hashtag self-care. Like, I think a lot of the times when 
we get this idea of self-care in our minds, um, what maybe scares a lot of people away or maybe why people are saying like, I don't have time for that or I don't have time for myself is because we think these gestures have to be so grand. But what I love that you hit on and what you're kind of saying that your guide has is they're just small things that you can implement into your day, like in between tasks or, um, you know, maybe on your way to work. Like it doesn't have to be anything huge, right? Right. Yeah. And that's the thing I love that you talk about that because I think, again, it's like that picture of perfection in your head where it's like it has to be this way. And really it doesn't. And once you can get past that mindset, then you can sit down and actually do the things that are doable and like effective in your life <laughs> mm-hmm. and actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I really like the the first thing that you said as well, like before you even download the guide, just give yourself permission uh, to take care of yourself. Um, have you ever, like maybe someone is really struggling just like giving themselves that permission or I think honestly that comes from a place of like believing you're worthy, right? So believing mm-hmm. um, that you are worth time to take care of yourself. So, um, say you maybe had a client who struggled with that, or if you had a friend who was struggling with just like owning up to giving themselves that permission, what are maybe a few words of advice that your health coaching hands would lend? (laughs) Well, I find that because these people are really compassionate, I find that taking a step back and imagining that your friend or your family, loved one, whoever was in your position right now, and how would you want to take care of them? You know, so Mm -hmm. if you saw that your best friend was really burnt out, they weren't eating well, they didn't want to sleep, and, like, you from the outside said, oh, my gosh, you're so worthy. Like, I will do this for you. Like, I I will cook for you. I will do these things, you know. And when you take that mind of, like, oh, my gosh, I want to bring all the self-care. I want to bring all this love onto you. And then take those feelings and then direct it towards yourself. Because you are just as worthy. It's like harder to see when you are sitting in your own body, Mm -hmm. but you are just as worthy. And so sometimes taking a step back and imagining what you would do for somebody else gives you an idea of what you should do for yourself. Yeah. I think that's really awesome, especially since the first thing you said was like all of these people are super compassionate and they have a big splay a big place in their hearts for other people. Um, and I think, you know, kind of turning it back on them and saying, Hey, like you do all of this for other people. But I even go as far sometimes to say is like, you're not going to be able to continue to do that for them if you don't do it for yourself. So kind of give yourself a little bit of grace and open up that, that space for permission while my words are getting all jumbled here. But yeah, I totally agree with that for sure. Mm -hmm. And I love that you bring up that point of, you know, you can't do this for other people if you don't do it for yourself also. You know, I think, (laughs) I love the saying, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So you have to fill your cup first. Right. And I think people who are maybe listening who can benefit a lot from this, like, Honestly, I can only speak from my own personal experiences, um, and I know you have the same personal experience. Like, we don't have kids. Like, I am not a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have children. Um, But I can imagine being in those shoes of constantly, like, another being or another human is relying on you. So really just kind of stepping into that place of acknowledgement um, that, like, I can't continue to provide and love this person if I can't do that for myself first. So... I think that is super, super powerful. 
If I were to ask you, so all of this stuff, I mean, it's evident, like if you have ever met Lucy in real life or like if you follow her on social media or listen to her stories, like, you know, like this girl like radiates from the inside out, like joy, like happiness. She even smells good. Like <laughs> Lucy is amazing. But you know, all of this place of coming from self care and kind of talking about wellness in a way that is more than just food. Um, but I don't know if we mentioned this at the beginning, you have also just started your dietetic internship. So in T minus, I don't know, less than a year from now, 10 months, um, you will be a registered dietitian as well, which is what I am. And it'll be so cool. I can't wait to continue to collaborate, but where do you kind of see, um, your career path going and how do you want to integrate, um, this, this strong theme of like self-care and permission and self-love along with your credential? First of all, thank you, Claire. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, but I love this. I used to think of these two as different, like health coaching and being a dietitian is two separate things, even though I loved both and I was always pursuing both. Um, but really what I love is like kind of that third aspect of like, like the health coaching is like taking care of yourself and, um, you know, dietetics is eating well. And I think that's so fun. But I think that third thing is like fun and adventure. So what I love is connecting with people in small groups and one-on-one and in person mostly like that's, I love that. I know that you've been doing a little bit of that too recently and it's so powerful. And, um, so kind of where I see it going is having a brand of, um, and like a, a business of health coaching and offering programs on teaching people how to love themselves and then to, you know, have ease with food. But I really want to host retreats around the country and um, hashtag van life. I also have goals of living out in the van. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy, but I just love the idea. And I love the idea of, um, you know, being able to connect with people on a really deep level and, you know, kind of creating a really great environment of self-care where you can, you know, have a retreat where you just say goodbye to the world for a couple of days and really connect to that inner self and that, you know, what we talked about, that feeling of self-care and yeah. um, then bringing it back into your life and reintegrating. No. So yeah, that's kind of where I see eventually everything going. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that is super awesome. First of all, I do not think you're crazy because, honestly, I think the crazy people are the best people. Um, <laughs> the people who are like, what is that saying? Like, the crazy, the people who are crazy enough to believe that they can, like, do something. <laughs> I'm butchering it totally. But oh, right. are the people who actually do, right? You know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um I think, like, part of one of your fundamental things is, like, fun and adventure. So, you traveling, offering these retreats from your van, like, from a, it's, like, for anyone who doesn't know, um, what, like, the Volkswagen, is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of one of those, but I think like that... Like a sprinter van. Right, exactly. I think it fits perfectly with that fun and adventure, and I couldn't agree more on how well the health coaching and the dietetics fit, um, because obviously, like, you you don't have to be a dietitian to talk about food. Obviously, you don't, but um, I think that formal schooling, in my opinion, really sets you up in a place... Um, to be able to take that concrete information you learn in school and your internship um, and apply it in a way that um, is just different. So um, I love that path. I think it is great. Um, I <laughs> hashtag want to collaborate with you on future retreats. Um, maybe we can like travel together. I don't know. <laughs> yes, always, Claire. I'm so down. <laughs> 
But if people are listening, um, I'm going to try as well as I can to figure out how to work the hyperlink thing in the description to link a lot of your stuff. But um, if people are listening to this and they are totally vibing with your message and this theme of self-care and fun and adventure, and maybe they even want to get their hands on that self-care guide after they've given themselves permission, of course, um, how would they best find you or how would they best get into contact with you? Yes, so I am very active on Instagram. That's kind of primary place right now, and that's at I am dot Lucy Call. So that's my Instagram. I'm also on Facebook um, at Lucy Call, and I also have a website, and that's where I have my guide and I post blogs. And um, shout out Claire was actually a the first person in my self love series that I'm doing of people sharing their self love stories, uh-huh. and that's all on my website, and that's alive to thrive dot us. Yeah, and I highly encourage you this um, this self-love series that Lucy is doing. I remember um, we kind of like both happened to be in the same zip code a couple months ago, just like totally randomly. Like I didn't know she was there. <laughs> she didn't know I was going to be there. And we ended up like figuring out where each other was because social media, you can track someone's every move now. And um, we met up and she was like, hey, like I'm doing this series. And I kind of filled out her questions and uh, it ended up being a cool exploration of like, my story of self-love and my story. And, um, how many other people do you have up there now? Like three or four? Um, I think I, I think I have, yeah, four or five at this point. So four or five people are rolling in and it's really exciting. Yeah. But I mean, I find one of the best ways to, um, further an idea of self-love or self-care is to really kind of, like you said earlier in your introduction is to really just like saturate your bubble with as many positive messages as you can that kind of align with where you want to go. Um, and you know, Lucy's blog and her website and her Instagram are all great places to go. If you're looking for some saturation in your life, not saturated fats, just saturation. (laughs) (laughs) Saturation of positivity and love. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so, so much, Lucy, for your time. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. It's always a wonderful pleasure to talk to you, and I've loved our conversation today. Me me as well. But um, for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the Yours Truly podcast, episode six. We will see you here next time. Bye.